Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, how sweet it is. Valerie Gordon, owner of Valerie Confections, is here to tell us how to make candy at home. Two months ago, Bonnie Burns, a.k.a. Captain Crinkle, tried her hand at baking original recipe Butterfinger bars. My taste buds are still in triage. Can Valerie tell us what went wrong? Her Butterfinger bar autopsy is coming up. Plus... Frontier Communications finally came through with Paula's $1,000 check for winning their Put Down Your Smartphone for a Week contest. How will she spend the money? Dame Maggie Smith, are you still out there on Miranda Street? We'll find out. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep our conversational frosting on top of the topical cupcake. And now, please welcome the woman whose thematic pastry bag is always spraying off the cake tray, Paula Poundstone. Welcome, Paula. Thank you so much. And thanks to tonight's fantastic house band uh, drummer percussionist, Dave Lewis. Thank you, Dave. That was fantastic. The pod puppy, Mo, looked like she's going to go for your throat over that. Yeah, when she first heard the sound of the cajon, yes. I don't don't think it was the call of the wild for her. She... She was a little nervous. Yeah. She got a little nervous. That was fantastic. She got, Thank she you. got some nerves. Um, I also want to welcome a special guest to the spacious Ray Horseman Studios here tonight. Two special guests. Um, Ian Hall and his wife, uh, Debbie Derryberry. There we go. Uh, Debbie's a noted uh, uh, voiceover, uh, a voice actress. I heard you. I, She's I, the voice I, of Jimmy Neutron. I love Jimmy Neutron. She's right here behind you. Wow, Say hi to her. that is fantastic. So w- when you performed at the Theater of the Ace Hotel in Los Angeles, yes. um, Ian won a raffle titled Go From Being a Face in the Crowd to a Crowd of One. And he's actually part of a crowd of two here. Um, and he's definitely a crowd. He's sitting right here in our front row, which right. is, in fact, our only row. Yeah. This is really the first time that we've had actual audience members and uh, it sold out right away. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it really did. Uh, yeah. We sold out at a rate of 100%. If yeah. we were charging more than nothing for the ticket, um, yeah. it would be a, this is unbelievable. a money-making operation in a big way. Yeah. I remember one time you 2 I think, um, played like in a downtown area. You 2 Yeah. And they yeah. sold out like not as fast as we did because <laughs> we just packed this place. Yeah. In almost, you know, in almost nothing. Yeah. It was... Two tickets gone like that. Yeah. And there's only two of us, me and you, two principal performers here. Right, exactly. Right. And you two has to split it four ways. Oh, we're making a ton of yeah. money off this. Yeah. Ton Although I have a theory money. about you two. I well, think I think the band should be called The Edge and Bono and you two are lucky. 
Oh, I'm not because really, they're, they're I'm not really familiar not really with really their music at but all. I can't believe you lashed out at them. I had to in that way. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome, Ian and Debbie. Thank you so much for being here, and th- uh, it's such a good night to be here too. Yeah, it is. We have a we have a corker of a show. Um, your dog is currently digging through a linoleum floor. My dog likes to dig at the floor. Yeah, yeah I, it's not bright. Know. But you yeah. you laid out an uh, an assortment of toys. I did. And yeah. I don't know who's going to make more noise with them, your dog or Captain Crinkle. Well, Captain Crinkle, yeah, Captain Crinkle started scratching at the floor first, and then, <laughs> and then Mo started doing it. Hey, so I did. I won. You won? I won the $1,000. Yeah, well, let's, be, let's qualify that. We blackmailed them repeatedly on the air. Well, until no, we they didn't paid blackmail the them. We just said, I think I did the best essay. Okay, okay. And oh, and then Tony and Anita Hall kept emailing them saying, Paula wants her $1,000. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, and then they, they, it took a long time for the check to come, but the check yeah. did come. It actually came. I, I assume it cleared. Uh, so Frontier Communications, thank you very much. Yeah. I did do the- uh, It you definitely know, cleared. The, it was an electronic transfer. Oh, I didn't. I don't know anything about that. All right, so I did. I, I did the. I wrote the essay. It was an essay contest about right. why you should. Uh, why you should be uh, the person uh, to spend the week without their uh, smartphone. And then um, I journaled about the experience. I reported on this very. You, you fulfilled all the duties. I was a. Uh, yeah, I was a good. There have been Miss Americas that didn't toe the line the right. way I did. Right. Yeah. So you you deserve that thousand dollars, and I think Frontier Communications deserves. Uh, if not an apology, is sort of a extending an olive branch because we did really take it right at them. I, we don't owe them an apology. We didn't do anything. They, well, they were delayed in acknowledging well, for one, we my bullied winning. Them into, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and we made fun of them. We didn't make fun of. We them. We made fun of Karen Quatch's name. Okay, yeah, but repeatedly. that's because she's named Karen Quatch. How we still bad, don't know how to pronounce it. How bad would we be at our jobs as comics? <laughs> That's true. If we had nothing That's to say point. about a name like Karen Quatch. Yeah. All right. Well, Karen, we love you. We're happy to get that money. And now it's Bonnie what? Bonnie Burns is piping up. What does she say? Because it's, it's always qua. great when you have somebody off mic say? yelling something. It's qua. It's not qua. She says it's qua now. It's yeah, not she's qua. the qua. Yeah, it's not Karen qua. <laughs> not qua. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Re- <laughs> and now Tony is. Oh my God! Tony's going. No, we had the quaw. chicken woman here last week. The woman about raising chickens was here last week, and now both Bonnie and Tony are doing some odd chicken yeah, sounds. Yeah, it, it is you like a duck factory. You guys need to get twenty-five feet from this building right now. Karen, I wish you were here watching these people trying to, yeah. to pronounce quaw. your name. At you. And Tony does it with a look on her face yeah. That, yeah. that made her peplos shiver. <laughs> Made her peplos slip down <laughs> off her shoulders a little bit. Tony, fix your peplos. Quack. Now, uh, Paula, what do you Thank gonna... you, Karen Quack. I appreciate your we diligence. We do appreciate in it. We appreciate whole... Frontier Communications yeah. in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. what better than communications? You guys should think about sponsoring our podcast now. There's a good idea. In fact, we're going to start making have... fun of you until you do. Yeah. We, we found a technique that works with them. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is just hammer them every day. <laughs> Tony, why don't you write to them and say, when can we expect your advertising dollars? Yeah, yeah, Tony, get get on that, will you please? That's great. Um, yeah, you know, because we the gave other them thing, so much free publicity, right? We did give them a tremendous amount of free publicity. Uh, no one had ever even heard of Frontier Communications <laughs> until we, we brought put it them up. on the map. You know, twice now I have encountered um, vans that with uh, Frontier Communications on the side. In fact, for a while I thought they were like, you know, following me. 
Uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, and no, just twice. I happened to, while I was riding my little scooter in Santa Monica. Sure. So, you know, and uh, I've had, uh, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Kind of exchanges with Frontier Communications Curtis, uh, van drivers. Yeah. Uh, very sweet. Yeah, oh, like nice. notably Sweet. So I, I think that didn't this they buy another a- free Frontier Communications ad. <laughs> yeah, Tony, Tony yeah. make sure you bill for this one uh, yeah, when you send that yeah. email. I could use another grand. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, here's the important thing, which is that yes, uh, this is so exciting because as listeners know. Um, uh, Dame Maggie Smith agreed to do this show. Didn't and really. She did. And so we have been, I know uh, Debbie uh, just. Yeah, Derryberry just almost exploded. Was, is so excited We've had right some now. great actors on the show in your Outside yeah. the Actor studio. We've That's had true. Ed and, Begley Jr. and Lily Tomlin and. And, uh, and, and Bill Irwin. Bill Irwin. And and and, uh, and Fred Willie. And, and uh um, but the thing is, Dame Maggie Smith agreed to do the show. Didn't. And she, you know, wouldn't take payment. For it, she uh, which I feel the same way. So she wouldn't take <laughs> payment, but she said, well, I could give $1,000 to her favorite charity. Did she now? And so the $1,000 from Frontier Communications was the 1000 that I was going to give to her. And it didn't show up. And it didn't show up. So she has been sitting in her car out on Miranda Street out for, here. what has it been, like a month now? Uh, yeah, although I don't recall seeing her out there at any point. Yeah, because a lot of you know what she shops at uh, at Roger Federer's. It's not Roger Federer's. That's an appliance place called Fetter. No, it's Roger Federer's. He has an appliance store right here yeah, on the corner no. of Miranda Street. Uh-huh. You know, you can't win every fucking tennis game. No, I, I get it. I get it. And it's so just he has not to have like a fallback position. It's selling appliances. Yeah. Sometimes he we, has won when he swings at a ball and misses. Tens of millions of dollars playing tennis. Right, but he doesn't win every game. But so he doesn't always win, and and he's built up a certain amount of money that he has to have because he lives in a fancy house. Sometimes when he swings at a ball and he misses, you can hear him say, "Gotta sell another stove." <laughs> Pretty sure that's not what he's yelling. Do you watch ESPN? You mean the sports network? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen his games? I've watched a lot of tennis. I think you watch it with the volume turned down, no. and he doesn't move his lips when he says it. No, I. He I, goes I, like, I, I bet he doesn't. Sell another stove. He does it like another stove. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish he did do that. That's exactly what he does. Oh, well, yeah. Well, maybe Maggie Smith is shopping at his store right now, but yeah, the, the, she the, might the, be. Well, okay. So, what are you going to go look for her? I am going to go look go for her. Go dangle it. What? There's also a, a marijuana place on the corner. Yeah, on a medical the, across mar- from a dispensary opened, or is it, it a it, boutique? I think it's a dispensary. I, I don't know if it's a dispensary or a boutique. And then there's a, a, a pet store uh, right beside that. And right. She could be in any of those, which I think is a front places. for another dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pet store was pissed when that dispensary went in there. They <laughs> said so we were doing just fine, thank you. <laughs> Three uh, ratty puppies in the window, and you can come in and buy all the all yeah. The drugs I've been you in want. that. T- yeah, I've been into that pet store. It's lovely. It is. Uh, so, anyways, uh, yeah. So she's uh, out there, and uh, you yeah. know what? What? I'm gonna go see if I can find her. I'm gonna. I'm going to give her, give her the $1,000? I'm going to give her the $1,000. Oh, you're going to run out onto Miranda Street yelling Dame Maggie Smith. That's exactly right. With $1,000 in yeah, your hand. I am. I what am. could possibly go wrong? Yeah. All right. Maggie Smith! Are you really going? I'm going. She's really going. I'm going to go out. I'm, gonna... I'm going right now out onto Miranda Street. I have the $1,000 in my back pocket. Don't tell anybody. I have the $1,000 in my back pocket. Come on, Mo. All right, uh, Paula Poundstone is actually uh, leaving the building. Wow, uh, be safe out there, Paula.
Say hi to Roger and Maggie for it. Wow. So I, uh, I finally have a chance to be alone with you, the audience. That's nice. It's a private time for us. And I want to share this with you, dear nobodies, a little insight into my world, a world filled with intellectual discourse that stays right on topic. That's been my, my dream since childhood, to have intelligent conversations that grow logically from one premise into a thesis. It's a dream I'm still pursuing. I grew up at a bucolic small town on Long Island, and you might not know this, but my mother was also a writer. She was a prolific author of oh, romances. Jesus. that Jesus! Took... Wait, what? <laughs> You're back! Oh, Fuck! Okay. Uh, apparently, I talked to Roger. Okay. And, uh... Roger Federer. Yeah, she... She bought a mini fridge. Maggie Smith bought a bought mini fridge. Bought a mini fridge, and she was taking it in a handcart up the street, and I couldn't catch up to her. But guess what? what? I don't have the $1,000 anymore. <laughs> What do you mean you don't have the $1,000 anymore? I, I bumped into some guys outside, and I don't have the $1,000 anymore. They, you got mugged? I got mugged just about three doors down. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. What a calumny. Yeah. Um, calumny. Calamity, actually. Uh, 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 yeah. And the other thing is, um, there's about a, a half a dozen possums lining the wall just as you <laughs> step out of here. Yeah. You shouldn't step oh. out there. You know, I usually walk you back to your car at the end of every show. Yeah, where the hell were you? What were you doing in here? I was holding down the show here. Yeah? Yeah. Sharing some stuff with our listeners. Were you, were you reading your life story to the listeners? No. <laughs> no. You, I think you were. No. I think you were reading your life Definitely story. Definitely not. I wouldn't oh be doing that. It was God. absolutely well, not Well, we've lost. I mean, temporarily anyways. You know, the, the bad news is we lost Dame Maggie Smith. The good news is... Uh, her beverages are going to be chilled. I guess that's good news. <laughs> so all we're down is one imaginary Maggie Smith. It was not and a, and a real thousand dollars. Why you keep saying that? <laughs> this has been oh, great, a great night. Fuck. Well, as long as, as long as we're talking about all our successes, um, you uh, you said you wanted to do a retraction of sorts tonight. I do. Paula. You know what? I did the worst thing last week, and I felt awful about it. Well, it's okay. You I know, forgive you. For, I, no, you contradicted had, me a lot. No, but you know what? No, that, that is fine. no. That I was right about. I um. <laughs> Uh, you are so wrong sometimes. Um, uh, I, you know, you know, as a comic, sometimes you, for that next sometimes week. you just sort of you just sort of reach for stuff. Sometimes, it, like when I'm when I'm doing my job as a comic, sometimes it's like I'm trying to pack really fast, right? Uh, like I'm trying to evacuate, sure, right? I'm just sort of grabbing everything and throwing it. Into oh yeah, a no, I, I I've and, done improv for like thirty years. I I get it. Yeah, and so I I made a joke about Charlize Theron's teeth because you know. She, what do you has, mean you made a joke about them? Well, she has kind of big teeth, and I said something. I think that's something. what you said. Yeah. And I don't I think I you actually thought, made a joke. I think you just called her a woman with big teeth. I did, but it was unnecessary. Uh, you right. know, I am the last person who gives a shit about, I, I think she's very beautiful, by the way, and a fine actress, and, and, and just, I'm the last person who cares about anything about that. It was just one of the, I just said it. Like like in yeah, an unedited way, well, and then we had Andre on here, who was the guy Andre Bormanis, I think his name yes, was. Yes, who right? came to talk about um, yeah. participating in making of Star Trek and sci-fi movies and using real science in sci-fi uh, uh, movies and television. And the nicest guy in the world, yeah. and I think I I think I roped him into. Uh, I said she has big teeth, and he goes, "Yeah, she does." And yeah. you know, 
you, you know, he's, yeah, well, he's still in a Catholic confessional right now. No, over no, no, that. no, 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 no. Nicest she, um, guy in the world. She and I egged say, his house on Halloween because did of that. Did she? Yeah. Oh, Yeah, my I saw gosh. that on TMZ. Oh, wow. So you so probably owe an apology been, to both of them because you roped him watching. into it. Yeah, yeah, I did. I roped him into it. It was just so stupid of me, and I apologize. And I know, you know, that Charlize uh, Theron doesn't listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. How do you know? I just have a sense. You could have asked Maggie Smith. I I could have act, asked Maggie Smith, but she couldn't hear me over the rattle of that two wheeler. Okay. Uh, she, she was using a hand cart pushing up, and it's a. I'm so certain that's not Maggie Smith we're talking about. It was Maggie Smith. It was Dame Maggie Smith with a hand cart on Miranda Street. Yes. Did she speak English? Well, I couldn't talk to her. She was way up the street from me. I was running. I was like, Dame Maggie Smith, Dame Maggie Smith. I have the thousand. Oh! <laughs> oh, so you yelled that you had a thousand on Miranda Street. Yeah, I was waving it. I said, I have the thousand. Oh, that's exactly what I you said. You deserve it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've, so, I've, oh. Tony, can you get in touch with Frontier Communications? Yeah, uh, tell, tell them we lost the money. We're going to need them to replace the it. Money and, I mean, I, I did my share. Yeah, I don't, you really did. When can Paul expect a reimbursement? Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Yeah. So uh, you anyways, know what? I don't think big teeth is an insult. I think uh, I think uh, an actor and actress they they want to have big teeth because the alternative is ridiculous. having small teeth. No actor or actress says I want to have big teeth. I think so. Mama, what I want to do is have big teeth, Mama. Well, That's what I want to do. in life, but there are people. There are people <laughs> nodding behind you, Paula. There are agreeing not. With, That's yes, ridiculous. They audience, agree with anything you audience, say because I'm saying things that are true. Yeah, no, that's just a <laughs> you stupid should try thing. it sometimes. That's just a stupid <laughs> thing to say. You know, Adam, uh, the phone's ringing. Get the phone. Oh no. <laughs> no, please don't make me get the phone, Paula. Yeah. Adam, get get the get the. Adam, Hello. Get the you are totally right, totally right about this big teeth thing. Uh, actors and actresses. Wait, who's this? Uh, Mike, boom, boom, Bonifant. Uh, uh, <laughs> actors and actresses do not want to have small teeth. You are totally right. I don't know how you work with that woman, Paula. Paula Pounds. She's a bitch. I don't know how oh, you hey, work hey, with hey, that. easy no, there, Mike. She's a fucking Mike, idiot. Mike, Mike, Daddy. take it. Mike, she's I'm not going to listen to this. Anybody knows that actors and actresses want to have small teeth. What the hell? You know, the first thing you do when you get to Hollywood is you get an agent and a teeth file. That's, uh, no! Uh, I, wait, that's the opposite I, of what you're saying, Mike. Oh, fuck. You're right, Adam. You're right, man. I love you. You are right. You are so funny. And yeah. you're always right. And I, she's a bitch. No, Mike, I, I need you not to do that on my show. <laughs> no, man. I'm Mike, Mike I'm hanging up on you. Man, Bye, Mike. Man, uh, Adam? Adam? How are you still yelling, Adam? Adam, I hung up on you. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Mike Bonner something. I didn't pick up the phone. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I didn't redial. <laughs> I didn't pick up. That doesn't happen. Oh, get oh. out of here, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to talk to Paula Poundstone. Paula, <laughs> Mike Boom Boom Bonovich. Yeah, uh, hello, hello. No, no. Hello. Click. <laughs> yeah, Adam, it's me, Mike Boom Boom Bonovich. Oh, man, it's so good to talk to you. You know, I got to tell you something. I'm married. I'm married. What up? Oh, that's it, Mike. You're off. You're off the show. <laughs> Jesus. I will not take that kind of sexism. I, I don't, Paul, I don't know why you didn't stand up for yourself there. Uh, I was out of the room. Okay. <laughs> hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life, right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince. 
of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured, like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i i think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. They're oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. That's fantastic. <laughs> so be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. 
That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, do you have a word for us this week, Paula? You know, I do! Oh, my gosh! Because I see the rails over there. Maybe we should get back on them for a second. <laughs> well, they look small in the distance, yeah, don't they? <laughs> Adam, I have a word for this week. Oh, great. It's the word clack. Clack. Um, uh, which is uh, spelled C-L-A-Q-U-E. Uh, it is a noun. It's individual or organized group hired to applaud a performance as in a theater uh, or the second. Well, there's our clock. Uh, well, I get you bad news for you. You guys are getting nothing, you. by the way. This, this, <laughs> this, we got snacks. The second <laughs> definition is group of fawners or sycophants, but we're using the first definition. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, they are being paid. They're being paid in snacks. They're a snack clock. Yeah. I, I, where, uh, I have a... Uh, a sentence? I do. I had a sentence. Where the hell did it go? I don't uh, know, Paula. 
Due to our budget, Ian Hall and Debbie Derryberry are our clack this week. And obviously, we are using the first definition. Right. You know, Adam, I've had such a hard time remembering the words that I learn each week. And right. I've, so I've been trying to put them to a song because sometimes music Right, and we asked our listeners to do so, memory. too. We haven't really received any yet. And, no, and I think because they've been so impressed with the songs that I'm I've come up I'm begging you with. listeners to take her away from this uh, songwriting so pursuit. I, I'm gonna Send us something. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, what I got. Your song uh, for this, this is your catchy song to help you remember the vocabulary words. That's correct. Go ahead. All right. This week's word is clack. It's a noun that means individual or organized group hired to applaud a performance as in a theater. Last week's word was horloge. It's a noun that means timepiece as a clock, watch, or hourglass. The week before the word was probity, a noun meaning moral excellence, integrity. The week before that we had nugatory. It's an adjective that means inconsequential, worthless, having no force, inoperative. Adam didn't think it was the right word to describe the incorrectly prescribed antibiotic for my bladder infection, but I did, I did, I did. Okay, that was uh, that was impressive. Thank you very much. Um, now, now that was your repeat performance of the song from last week. Yes, yes, it's, it but grows each the, week. It grows. It, I understand that it's growing, that's but the, the part—that's the premise. Yes, I get the premise. Yeah, the, the bit. It grows. Absolutely. However, I want to point out to you that a song, the way I've always defined it, even when you add to it, the parts that are older remain the same. Like a song should be replicable. Huh. Not isn't, just sort of like you sort of improvising a rhythm based on no, who our house is band is every like, week. Uh, th- this isn't that kind of song. That's it, not what, the, what kind of song is it? It's a vocabulary song. Okay. Hey, listeners, yeah. if you'd like to send us your- Do you know your... anything at all about vocabulary songs? I, apparently nothing. Uh, Adam, get the phone. Uh, the phone? Yeah, get the phone. I really, really don't want to get the yeah, phone. Yeah, the phone's ringing. Would you answer the fucking uh-huh. phone, please? Oh, okay, hello? Hey, Adam, this is Mike Boom Boom Boniface. Man, you are totally right about the fucking song. It's gonna be, you're gonna remember the song. You know, like, born in the USA and something like that. You know, it's easy deasy stuff. And you are totally right. That's, well, thank you, Mike. She, how does he come up with a song like that? Jeez, she's a bitch. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, hey. A fucking I didn't bitch. think you were gonna go there again this uh, time. Yeah, are wow. you married? I'm Tell you that's the sort that's the same sort of thing my wife would do. And I, you know, uh, Mike, I am told. Go- I got your back, man. I got your back. I don't want you to have my back. <laughs> I do. I have your back. I want you not to call back, okay, Mike? <laughs> it's me, me, Adam. It's me, Mike. Boom, boom, boom. I, 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 for one thing, I can't even begin to tell you what your last name is. It sounds. It sounds like you start with a B and then you end with like a face full of marbles. No, <laughs> no. Well, my teeth are a little big. It's. Uh, <laughs> What? What's the name, it's Mike? Mike Boom Boom Bonifet. Bonifet? Bonifet. What's the matter with you? It's like man, a Bonifet concert. Bonifet. Bonifet. I got your back, man. I got your back. I don't want you I, to have my back I, at all, Mike. I do. I'm right behind you. Right, Mike, I'm I, hanging I, up again. Okay. Bye, all right, Mike. Adam, call you back later. See ya. Bye, click. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope he doesn't call back. All right, now, listeners, if you have an opinion as strong as Mike's and you want to send us your original vocabulary song, we're at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. That's where we are. Coming up, Ogden Nash wrote this rhyme about chocolate. If some confectioners were willing to let 
the shape announced the filling, we'd encounter fewer assorted chalks bitten into and returned to the box. Ah, world-class confectioner Valerie Gordon will be with us to explain how to make fine candies that never get returned to the box. That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. We're back. Paula, as uh, all our listeners know, you were outraged when Butterfingers changed their recipe. Uh, the entire country was outraged. Well, you were. When Butterfingers And you released changed. a hip-hop single about it, Not My Butterfingers, which is available now on iTunes and Apple Music and uh, Spotify and everywhere. It's a social justice song that uses the Butterfinger incident as a springboard. Yes. Yes, it, 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 that is, in fact, exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. Thank you. Um, now, a few weeks uh, later, Bonnie Burns, your manager, uh, a.k.a. Captain Crinkle, our producer, um, she tried to make, she and her daughter tried to make homemade Butterfingers. She found the recipe, said that she was going to make it for you. Now, if you remember, week one, her daughter, I guess, had a date or something. She was out of the house. Bonnie <laughs> ate all the ingredients. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, yeah. week two, what happened was they made it. But then they, she, and she was very proud. She brought it in here, and it was just, I think the phrase I used to try to be genteel about it was fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was, don't think that hurt her feelings in any way. <laughs> no. Well, well, she then tasted it and She's, agreed that it was just awful. She saw it as a rock. And, uh, and, and yeah. then we started probing into what could have gone wrong, and a couple of things happened. Number one, we found out that, that they didn't really find a candy thermometer so they used what they think was a candy thermometer. I said it sounded like a meat thermometer to me. Um, and then we found out that they skipped a couple of- It turned out they of... used the, uh, the kind, they used like a old one with um, mercury. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like or, an old Possibly rectal. One. I don't know, but it was not <laughs> it was. the right thermometer. Yeah. And then, and then she, she was talking about how her friends were getting all hoity-toity about telling her how she shouldn't have skipped steps. <laughs> um, and, and and it turned out that that Bonnie had like you she was supposed to like heat up the peanut butter first and then add I don't know what the other ingredient was the chocolate or something and then she was like well it's all going to be heated up so why would I have to wait for the one to get hot before I added the other yeah she and what she did was she she used the ingredients but not the recipe yeah 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 no, she, she moved didn't... the gravestones but she didn't move the bodies yeah exactly yeah. she didn't use any verbs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so we're going to probe into that, but we're also going to learn about the real art of candy making. Uh, we're going to find out what went wrong, and we're going to have an expert to tell us what how things could go right. Valerie Gordon is the owner of Valerie's Confections. She founded Valerie's Confections in 2004 with her partner Stan Waitman Jr. Stan Waitman Jr. Not don't confuse him with his dad. Um, and she's one of LA's most celebrated chocolatiers. She was a James Beard finalist cookbook author for 2013 Sweet, and has gained national recognition for pushing the boundaries of her artisanal confections by collaborating with innovators in fields spanning fashion, design, and sustainability. Sustainability. Yes, please welcome Valerie Gordon. Welcome, Valerie. So Thank glad you to have Adam. you here. All right. So uh, let's start with we're, we're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly, but we're gonna we're gonna mix up the order and go with the bad and the ugly and talk about Bonnie's butterfingers here. Let's uh, please just just to get it out of the way. Now, Bonnie, you told me you'd bring your so-called candy thermometer with you. Can I see it, Bonnie? Yeah, I'm almost yeah. certain I know what this is. But this what? is an instrument. 
It's yeah. an instrument. So this is a candy thermometer. It is. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be frank with you. She pulled it out of a butterball turkey. This is, <laughs> this is a meat no, thermometer. No, this is a candy thermometer. Okay. It is. And the reason why you can tell that it's a candy thermometer is that it goes past 300 degrees. Oh. And a meat thermometer doesn't go that high. Go and she generally, used a candy thermometer. This Lord, is this Lord is Lord fine me. for a candy thermometer. It's and you know, Bonnie, it's been so nice to get to know you here in the studio in the last fourteen minutes as we've waved across <laughs> to each other and shared a Maui chip. But it's a real cheap one, hon. Like this is not. I am. I am like, impressed that it's the right substance. Because you? what you want in a candy thermometer, you always want something that can clip onto the edge of a pot. Because that way you're hands free and you can do things like stir and stuff like that <laughs> instead of just other, hold this. So otherwise but, you just hold it in yeah, the I mixture mean, while it's heating? This could be utilized as a candy thermometer, hypothetically, uh -huh. but this would make things incredibly difficult. You'd have to be really good at making candies to use one of those. It, I mean, it's, it's just an ineffective tool. Okay. I think this is like a $9 thing. You know, it's... How I, much it did might you pay be, for it, Bonnie? <laughs> No, oh, Bonnie I mean, she said she didn't want to spend a lot of money on yeah. now. Well, they were already in the hole from the week before when she ate the ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> Got to work your way at somehow. So, there, okay. so there's Bonnie's uh, uh, Butterfinger recipe. This, I think this recipe looks good. The one thing that I have noted, though, there, there's, there's a very significant sort of shard-like texture to a Butterfinger, as yeah. I recall it's it. It's a kind of explodes crunchy in your mouth. Nougat. Yes. So it's not nougat. It's not. Oh my nougat. god! I, I, how have I not mentioned this to this point? It's not. Would nougat. you back me up? It's not it's nougat. It's not nougat. No. Thank you, Adam. Jesus, Paul Adam, and I've been arguing about yeah, this no. for, for years. Adam, get the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Finally, win an argument. Adam, I have to get the Adam, phone. Answer the phone. Answer the phone. Hello. Hey, yeah. Hey, Adam. Adam, it's me, Mike Boom Boom Bonifant. Uh, I gotta say, man, you are totally right. Totally right about that. It's not nougat. What the fuck's the matter with her? It's not nougat. No, 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 no. I'm so glad you have Valerie there to back you up, man. Me and Valerie got your back, Adam. Boy. I'm glad I have Valerie yeah, here, Mike. But it's not nougat. Every time she says that, I scream at my at my computer. I am like, it's not fucking nougat, you bitch. I say. Hey, Mike! Mike, that's just inappropriate. Paula is one of my best friends in the world, and I won't have you calling her that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Keep that up. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike, no, why are you going? You're right. You put up with so much shit from her. No, but you're totally right, man. You're totally right. You are so smart. Really? Well, thank you, you Mike. You knew but that wasn't uh, nougat. I, 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 I'm I, really I, not enjoying having you as an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, it makes me deeply uncomfortable. Really? Really? Yeah. Because you and me, we're like simpatico. No, we're not, Mike. <laughs> no, we both know, because I knew it wasn't nougat. You knew it wasn't nougat. Valerie knew it wasn't nougat. Fuck him, Bob Boundstone. She kept saying nougat, 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 nougat. Mike, you, I'm, I'm going to hang up now. You kept your cool, man. You kept your cool. Uh, yeah, Mike, why don't you go back to the garage and get back to work on that Trans Am? How's it coming? Uh, good. <laughs> All right, thank you, Mike. All right, All right, All right catch you later, Adam. Catch you later, man. Catch you later. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you tonight after the game. No, we won't. Uh, <laughs> okay, Valerie, turning back to you. I apologize for that interruption. So we know it's not nougat. It's definitely not nougat. But it's like a crumbly, peanutty, crispity, crunchy thing that Paula is. loved. Yes. Nougat. And do you think this recipe will get, get us there? It's a different kind I of nougat. I think it could. <laughs> 
I think it absolutely could get you there. But but and you'd have to do something like follow the directions. You would need to follow the directions, and you would need to oh, get man, this that's to this world. <laughs> you would. It's you crazy would. talk. Because if you add the peanut butter in with the so the corn syrup and the sugar, essentially what you want to do is bring it all the way up to a hard crack stage, which is like a hard what? Hard crack you stage. Go hard crack. <laughs> You know yeah, about so, so that. I'm going to get crunchy. my manager arrested. Yes. <laughs> no, she's Bring a- it up to a hard crack stage. Those days are over, Valerie. They're here in North Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> right. Honestly, look I at where we are. I down the did street, you, Did you hear that down. I lost my $1,000? <laughs> I did. It's been yeah. spandering. Yeah. You invited yeah. people to take yeah. your $1,000. No, you know where my, my $1,000 are right now? It's in a hard crack stage. Yeah. yeah. So you gotta you gotta get the, the You gotta get real hot. Okay, you have before to get you hot. add the peanut butter. Before you add the peanut butter. And Bonnie was like, Well, we're making them all hot anyway, so no. why don't we put them in together? They never right. heated the peanut Shoot. butter. Oh you just you just, <laughs> just put it in. They never no, yeah. she's laughing. They never she's heated the you, peanut butter. Just to make the it other delicious. Thing that she's not telling yeah. you is she got her uh, oven. Mm-hmm. Was it oven or stove at uh, Roger Federer's right <laughs> oh, up the street here? <laughs> and who Roger. was there? Who was there? Uh, who'd well, you run into? Uh, she saw Dame Maggie there Smith <laughs> on the street yeah. just before she okay, went. Well, this in. is this is. Uh, let's let's get back to candy, <laughs> okay. can we? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Valerie. so basically, we're saying Bonnie just. Well, we already knew Bonnie messed that recipe up. Yeah, that sounds so good. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really terrible. Yeah. Bonnie, this is the time when you stop talking. Okay. Because yeah. you're not on a microphone. <laughs> Bonnie just said okay, and then and then looked at Valerie and said, and then. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> and then she's talking again. Stop! Oh my god. A couple weeks. It's like ago. turning on a spigot and then the washer falls off, and you're just stuck. Uh, um, Valerie, am I right that just the term confectioner mm-hmm. means candy maker? Pretty much. Pretty much. What's yeah. different then? When you say pretty much, it sounds like there's one or two differences. The term confectioner has become a little more wide sweeping. So someone who makes candy and say baked goods or right. other sweet items oh. that could all be grouped together under uh-huh. the umbrella of confectioner. And, and a that Democrat? Would be is that the other thing? That oh, always. In? We're all Democrats. All Democrats. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm so yeah. glad to have you. Every one of us. <laughs> um, what's your favorite candy to make? And, and, and what is your secret to making it good? A lot of fat. I think using a lot of fat is really, really important in That's making important in all delicious. Cooking, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god, I love fat. Because I don't fat. make candy, Super but important. I make all kinds of dinner dishes. And it's, uh, yeah. like the more butter you add, it doesn't matter what else you're doing. The more people will like it. I love making caramel of all forms—a liquid caramel, a firm caramel, a hard caramel that would turn into toffee. Um, a liquid I caramel, love a fern, firm yeah. caramel, and a, a caramel. Hard caramel. Oh, you, you brought some Why caramels with you. I brought candy. Like Oh my God! This is like confectioner sex talk. Oh, I'm gonna want I'm gonna want you to conduct this interview. This is this is a liquid caramel. Eat that. Oh, oh. it's good for you. Oh my gosh, you guys! All right, so Valerie just handed us from her little Adam's confectioner like box. What do you got um, for me? A beautiful sort of uh, coffee. I like yeah. a good toffee. Tra- uh, trapezoidal shape. That's a shape. bonbon. It's a bonbon. I've always wondered what a bonbon was. Here, eat this. You like? No, I know a guy named Ma- that Mike Bonifant. Looks like toffee with a little bit of sea salt on top. It is. Okay, I've got a toffee here. Oh That'll make my you happy. gosh! Mm. So the secret to that caramel, oh, which I find Lord. satisfying, it's a liquid caramel inside yeah. the chocolate, right? Yeah. And you made it. Yeah. This, wow, yeah. that was delicious. Thank you. This that toffee changed is my ridiculous. Life. Thank you. Yeah. This is so ridiculously good. Yeah. Eat the really. Let's have fun. Like I'm, well, probably, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to help run a show. I'm the, super the, happy with these Hawaiian sweet Maui oh, onion chips. Very, I got to tell you, know, you, the likelihood is that I won't leave this room tonight. Just stay here. <laughs> I'll just stay here ridiculous. eating these chocolates. There's an all-nighter yeah. vibe going on here for sure. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. 
You're well, good at this. Uh, uh, Adam owes yeah. Mike a call. I'm not going to call so, Mike. Uh, He's probably going to call him later. Talk yeah. to us about the sustainability as that was part of your intro here. Because um, mine had uh, some, uh, what are they, those called? The things you put on the roof that the sun shines on? Solar panels? Oh, solar? Yeah. Oh, we the chocolate the I just panels. had had solar panels in oh, it. Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah. Like energetically. Um, really? Because I thought I detected a hint of panda in mine. So we try to be very responsible in how we purchase and how we use. Oh, I love that. You don't use the child harvested cocoa from other countries? Just a little bit, but that's okay. Okay, They're my children. Sure. (laughs) I mean, I shipped them so we could, you know, get them real cheap. Um, But they're mine. I birthed them. It's cool. Um, You know, we use all biodegradable packaging. We use, you know, we get all of our, because we do a lot of fruit based pastries and cakes. We get all of it from the local farmer's market. We do all that kind of good stuff that that we we try to be as responsible as we can. I love that. It's a goal, but it's always, there's always, you know, it's hard to do. It's, it's hard. It's hard. hard. And it's the more expensive way to do it. Yeah. But you know. What did I do? That chocolate live. that I you just live with, with integrity. The caramel, what was that? Yeah. What would that retail for? Like 50 bucks? That chocolate is $3. A wow. piece? Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> We're sitting on a gold mine here. Yeah. There's more money worth of chocolate here than we make on this podcast. And folks really oh, like yeah. it. Oh, it's my fantastic. gosh. Yeah. Really oh, it's so good. Really delicious. Okay, so um, so the secret to making good is, but that's interesting that you say fat because my uh, my mother's from the South and she there's not anything she ever mm-hmm. made that didn't begin with like a, a big chunk of fat pack. All right, I'm totally. Have to how everything began. Totally. She would make a wedding cake with that. I mean, that's why everything in restaurants tastes better. Yeah. When you get oh. like a delicious steak, it's because it's cooked in butter or wow. something wonderful like that. You wow. know, when you get the pasta, that's why, uh, all beef good. cows will not roll in butter. Oh. Uh, because that they know that makes them that's up right. next on the chopping block. That's absolutely right. Um, what am I now, what am I eating right here? That's this a truffle. Is, she doesn't even truffle. know that's what, what that is. That's off the floor. Ooh, that's Adam, a boozy truffle. Yeah, it's oh, a little boozy. That's a stout truffle. Oh, oh so stout. that's infused with reduced stout beer, like a lot of it. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. you're not going to yeah. be able to drive home no, from that totally, truffle. I want to think I'll be okay. Up. No, yeah. you're going to get pulled over because of that truffle. No, it's a very small truffle. No, you're going to you're going to get fucked up from that truffle. <laughs> I don't think you can get fucked up from this truffle. Adam, get the phone. Adam, answer the phone. No, no, no. All right, all right. Please. Hello? Yeah. Hey, hey, Adam, it's me, Mike Boom Boom Bonifant. Uh-uh. Hey, man, do you got any more of those truffles? No, Mike, you've had enough. Yeah, I could, man, I just love a beer truffle like that. That's fantastic, man. You you, you know what? You're right, you can handle it. I heard Paul Poundstone telling you you shouldn't have that. You're totally right, man. You can handle it. You can handle it. Because I've seen you fucked up before, and you handled it really good. When have you seen me? You know, when we hang out after the game. We've never stuff. hung out, Mike. We have hung out, Adam. We have hung out, and uh, I love you. I think you were so great. I think you were so great. I wow. so agree with you. Uh, and you really handled that. Like right now, are you on the? You're on the beer truffle right now. I'm not on it. I had. I had it. It was stout for one thing. It was stout. Stout. It, yeah, which I guess is kind of beer. Yes, yeah, but um, exactly, exactly. You're Mike, right. Mike, you're right, man. You are right. Mike, I never want to talk to you again. Okay. What do you mean? I would like you to stop calling. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're friends, and I don't think uh, you and I have the same values. Hey, hey, Adam, uh, so are you busy? Is that what it is? You're busy right now? Yeah, Mike, I'm busy. Okay, all right. I'll call you back later. You buddy. don't have to. I'll call you back later. You're totally right, man. You're totally right. I love Valerie, and I love you, but Paul Pencil's a bitch! Stop that! <laughs> Jesus, that guy. 
All right. Now, Paula, you um, you yeah. bought sheets of chocolate once. Sheets of chocolate? You what did. Sheets I of did. Chocolate. Oh, I bought this. They were advertised in a plastic bag. It was to uh, make chocolate-covered strawberries. And they came, there's these, oh. like, square sheets of chocolate. And, uh, well, you know, I don't have a double boiler. And that was in the rest. You know, you were supposed to use no a double Bonnie's boiler. No wonder Bonnie's your manager. So... <laughs> Do you cook together frequently? Um, no, we haven't. We've okay. never cooked together. I mean, you should. You should. You should. You should. Yeah, we're going to have a whole separate yeah. podcast. <laughs> whole separate podcast. Well, with the fires and all, it's not a good idea. Um, but So what I did was I put water in a saucepan, because mm-hmm. I have a saucepan, and okay. then I took a metal measuring cup and I floated it in there with the wow. with the chocolate <laughs> yes. in it. Sounds and, like a uh, great idea. It didn't work out at all. No. Yeah, no. It smushed the strawberry. I had it kind of... I had to kind of, it was like a paste. It never really melted. So the next time you do an at-home experiment, you and Bonnie, when yeah. you're like having a sleepover and you're like, yeah. oh my God, let's make some candy. Yeah. Use your microwave. A microwave? Just put the chocolate in the microwave. Oh. I know. <laughs> Didn't you know, even occur you know, to me. There, there's an element to weird, this because you can get a good microwave right over, like diagonally <laughs> from here. Oh my God. Roger Federer as a... Appliance store. Yeah, you, you have to push past du- Judy Dench, though. <laughs> Dame. Not, Dame Judy Dame. Dench. Is, was, not, but she's, not, a, she's not a customer. She was in front of there earlier this evening spinning one of those uh, big arrow signs. No, no. That yeah, was, I think, no, you know, because no, she, she, she can't count on acting to forever, Paula. <laughs> Well, have you seen her teeth? Of course you can't count on acting. Tiny, tiny teeth. Uh, oh, my God. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, There's Valerie, an element to this, to this interview that's a little bit like inviting Neil deGrasse Tyson on to, to teach kindergarten science. Because like, I, I, I don't feel like you and Bonnie are really at a level where you can take a lot of advice here other than put oh, chocolate sure in the can. microwave. Okay, can, really? Absolutely. Put the yeah. chocolate in the microwave. That's you didn't great. taste those butterfingers. Part of me never left that room. Um... Uh, all right, so, all right, let me ask you this. Do you make a lot of money as a confectioner? Confection making is a profitable industry. Is it really? Because yeah. I sell cat toys. Mm-hmm. and uh, Well, for one, you don't yet. <laughs> no, I did. No, at this moment. Over the, over the weekend, I sold cat toys. What was the name How? of your cat toy company? There's so many uh, no, I just names uh, that just come to mind. We didn't name it. The only name on the table is one that Paula doesn't want to name it, which was... um. Well, I think it was Poundstone Paula's Pussy. Pussy yeah, it's yeah. gotta be. Not a good idea at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up with that. I was, was on top you, of my head. You know who thought it was great? Who? Uh, no, Mike. no, no. I don't want to know. <laughs> not falling for that. Let's keep moving. Um, but the point is, is that you haven't actually made these cat toys yet. You just have a no, garage full no, of catnip. That's not true. I made some cat toys. I sold 20 over the weekend. They, they, you did? Are you the serious? the first night that I sold them, I sold 20. They were sold out halfway through the meet and greet. How did you make them? Um... Well, Wendell did it. <laughs> Your assistant Wendell yeah. sewed together like yeah. a toy full of catnip yeah. and drew was, stuff on it. He, uh, yeah, I have this little factory. <laughs> and when you say factory, do you mean your kitchen? No, my son's old bedroom. Okay. Uh, and uh, Wendell's in and there. And Wendell literally sewed cat toys together? He did. Wow. Yeah, and then he figured out a way to. How much are you charging for your cat toys? He, um, twelve bucks. He figured out a oh, way. I feel to, like that's undervalued. That's less than a caramel. He figured out a less way. Than four caramels. To blow the catnip into the pouch before he sews it up. Blew it. Yeah, he took. He made a hose and he blew it in. Is this helping you at all, Valerie? Enormously. <laughs> I feel so. I feel guided. You want to make do. chocolates? Here's another. Here's another important question, Valerie. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, who I've invited on the show, 
uh, and wow, says this, this that, show has become such a marvel of cobbled God, together fiction. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Tom Hanks says that he will do the show, mm-hmm. um, but uh, he's asked for a couple of things. He's asked that Mrs. Culpepper not wear her ruby sateen dress. You haven't met Mrs. Culpepper yet. Has been which is... a sticking point, um, and also he's asked that uh, uh, Adam wear an argyle sweater. Which I am willing to do to get that would be adorable. Uh, sweater vest, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. sweater vest, argyle sweater vest, and uh, he's also asked that we provide petty fours instead of uh, junk food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know what petty fours are. I can help you with that part. Oh, oh yeah, perfect. Right, here we go. For well, sure. I'm so anxious to hear yeah. about it. Oh, look, it's Mrs. Culpepper. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm the last holdout because I will not. Truckle to Tom Hanks. I guess. I'm going to wear my ruby sateen dress. You don't wear anything, Mrs. Culpepper. You're, you're denuded hand puppet. That's a calumny. A calumny? That's a damnable <laughs> calumny. All right. All right. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. Would you like some chocolate, Mrs. Culpepper? I would indeed enjoy some chocolate. Thank uh, here, you here. So much. I, I believe this one's filled with a milk chocolate over here. Ooh. Uh, uh, I, I, I try to avoid dairy products. Why do you try to avoid dairy products, Mrs. Culpepper? I try to avoid dairy products, Adam. Uh, because uh, Captain Culpepper uh, passed away. Oh, your husband, the late Captain Culpepper. Uh, yes, exactly. It's a tragic memory. He uh, was a victim of uh, tyrotoxism. Tyrotoxism. Which mm. is a poisoning uh, uh, from uh, cheese or other dairy products. Oh, I'm quite familiar with tyrotoxism. Tyrotoxism. Right, and I hate to dredge up bad memories. It is a painful memory. Yeah. Because you know, from what I understand, it's 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 a, a grotesque way to die that involves convulsions and vomiting. There was a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. There was so a I, lot I don't of want that. you to come on here and just feel like you're being subjected to this really painful memory. Oh, it is a painful. Uh, I, I think uh, the memory. vomiting eventually succumbs when they lose consciousness, right? And if you he don't did. get, he did. He lost consciousness. And, I and said, then eventually, Captain Captain Culpepper, yeah. Captain Culpepper, yeah. and his eyes had rolled back in his head, and the damnable calum knee of Gouda <laughs> remained on his lips. Adam, it was the Gouda that got him. <laughs> I'm sorry to make you relive that, uh, Miss, Mrs. Culpepper. So I cannot have the milk chocolate uh, uh, that uh, uh, that has been presented. Well, to then me. maybe Paula can eat it for you, Mrs. Culpepper. Oh, absolutely. Now, now, that, we're, now that we're on a now that we're on the third layer of digression from the original question, let's talk about petty fours. Yeah, what's the petty four? <laughs> <laughs> Pedophores are little cakes. Little cakes. Little yeah. cakes. Right. So our, our current, I think, definition of pedophores are little layer cakes that are covered with either fondant or chocolate right, or some with, other. What was the first thing? Fondant, which is sort of a solidified sugar confection. My daughter oh. loves that stuff. She yeah. loves pedophores because of that. Who, who yeah. that? Your daughter's Marzipan. had pedophores? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> you thought you were going somewhere with that. No, I just, stuff. you know, who gives their kid petty force? They're just little cakes. They're and she likes cakes. fondant a lot. They like Why them. on earth would Tom Hanks have to have petty force? Why would he have to have little cakes? He's not man enough to have a big cake? You don't have to answer that. I don't get, I don't get it, Tom Hanks. I don't get it. <laughs> You know, Tom wait. Hanks seems very sensitive to me. Uh, yeah, he's not making these demands. No. I mean, honestly, he's, he's not. No, the guy said he said, he said yeah, I'll do was the it show. Re- was it Rita Wilson who made the demands? No, oh. it was, was, it it was really Tom, her? As far as I know, it's Tom Hanks. Okay. And, and and he said, yeah, he said he'd be happy to do the show, but not without pedophores. That's a, that's a short. 
That's a short list. It's a, well, so far. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seems like every time we fulfill one item on the list, there's another one there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost like Paul is not really talking to him and <laughs> no. instead adding these conditions week after week. I didn't just, he didn't just tell me I had to have Botox in my lips. He didn't just tell me that. Did he? He did. In your lips? Yeah. He said I have to have Botox injections in my lips. To make them fuller? Yeah. He wanted me to have fuller lips. Tom and, Hanks did this. Yes. You see, he's such a nice guy. I can't. He's the imagine. nicest guy in the world. So this shit he's pulling, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it at all. Uh, all right. You know. I mean, guy's not man enough to have a big cake. He's got to have petty for it. Oh my! You know God. who's going to want to talk to him? I do, and I don't want him to. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, now, what kind of candy do you eat when the candy isn't yours? Like, will you eat somebody else's candy? I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what kind do you like? Um. Yeah, what I mean, store do candy people candies. get together? By the way, do candy people get together candy people get together? Rivalrous. I don't. I feel like I. I feel like folks do what they do. I do what I do. Yeah, it's all you're in the fine. Top of the if you were to it's meet, fine. if you were to meet Mr. Mason from Mason Dots, uh-huh. would you just you know, Mason Dots? Yeah. You mean the candy dots? Yeah, Mason Dots. Okay. It's the name of the company, okay. Mason's Dots. That is know. a curious product, isn't it? It's a really weird it's product. It's really weird. I don't know. Gummy bears took over the country, uh, and they're very similar to gummy I bears. I love it. No, it's different because the those little dots are dots, kind of crunchy. But they're also they're adhered crunchy. to a piece of paper. Yes. No, they're not. You're thinking of something else. No, oh, we're Mason both thinking dots of those are dots. in the box at oh, the movie those, theater. They're course. kind of like gummy Thank bears. Thank you. I'm so sorry. I'm so no, sorry. No, I like the points yeah. that were stuck to paper, like a, too. Like a cousin to the jujube. Precisely. Yes, thank you. Okay, got it. Um, I'll accept a dot. I like a dot. Okay. I, I also lo- I love all sour gummy things. I guess my question was, things. do you feel sour rival- gummies. I love a sour gummy. of Mr. Mason? No, I support his efforts. There you go. Yeah. All right, so. What um, else? What chocolate bars will you eat? What chocolate bars will I eat? If she I'm turned her go, nose up at the Kit Kat that we yeah, had that's here. She said it was waxy. Was, and she's her, right. her lip actually curled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I, in a way that mine won't. Chuffed it Tom right Hanks over gets here. His way. Did you throw it away? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. 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 She had a taste of it. It's important that you know I, that I, Valerie is quite fit. Yes. So whatever. <laughs> so she's bulimic. Uh, she's... <laughs> I think that goes without Great. saying. This, this is how you treat a only guest. Only a little bit. You know, you know Valerie, we're very open just here. A little bit. We're very open. It's, it's but clearly you just a simply couldn't eat all, the, all these treats and no. look how you look. So. You, don't, you don't want that in your mouth, though. You don't want that Kit Kat in your mouth. So as far as like grocery store yeah. candy bars, if I had to choose, yeah. I would go with Cadbury. Cadbury's and great. The dairy milk t- bar itself is and the flaky. Uh, the, the flaky flake. is what? divine. The flake. It's it's yeah. a I don't it's eat- an English. It's a flaky English bar. Yes. In fact, in England, they serve it stuck into a to a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yep. And it's and as fantastic. I clearly suffer from an eating disorder, there's yeah. it's almost not there. I mean, the flake is like the thinnest, thinnest, yeah. almost like shaving of chocolate mm. that's been wound into this circular, almost tube that repeats on itself. And it's just light as air. It almost doesn't exist. Huh. Yeah. It's so sort of satisfying. like a milk dud? It's like a no, chocolate I, I would define that as <laughs> It's nothing like a milk dud. <laughs> it's nothing at all like... What I hear you saying, I've been to a lot of therapy. What I hear you saying, it's like a milk dud. No, absolutely the opposite of a milk dud. Yeah, huh? Yeah, that doesn't sound appealing at all to me. A light. Flake. Ian Ian's British and Ian likes the flake. He's sitting well, over here in the corner Ian's from nodding. Ian's Island. It has some great candy so bars. So excited. It features the Lion mm-hmm. Bar, which is one of my favorites. One, one yeah. half of our of our first clack, uh, Ian Hall. Yeah, uh, and uh, his wife uh, Debbie. Petty for. 
Derryberry. Oh, Debbie Derryberry. Yeah. That's an absurd name. <laughs> well, she does cartoon voices. Yeah, Debbie Derryberry. Yeah. Good that, name for that. Tell me she didn't make that up. Okay, how about, how about lint chocolates, like the Lindor stuff and stuff? Because I'm, I'm a big chocolates? fan I'm a big Can you fan do that? Can you dip lint in no, a chocolate not, no, and make lint. it? L-I-N-D-T. <laughs> because it's, it's, it's a, a Zurich-based I could be rich. Swiss I could be goddamn rich. <laughs> Um, how about uh, dust bunny chocolate? Can you do dust bunny chocolate? Jesus Christ, Paula Poundstone. <laughs> I could be rich. Um, yeah. So there is a really good lint bar that has bits of your favorite confection, nougat, in it. There's little pieces of nougat. Apparently what I like is not nougat. <laughs> because, well, you're confused about what nougat no. is. <laughs> I like I like what's inside the Butterfinger, which is... A, That's not a, nougat. It's a nougat. It's a kind of nougat. It is not a kind of nougat. <laughs> That's why I like it, because I like nougat. She loves nougat. Yeah. yeah. That's different. I do. I love nougat. Yeah. Anything, <laughs> anything full of nougat. I mean, if I want to say to somebody that I'm really fond of them, you know, like I'll say to Adam, you know, you are just full of nougat. And you are full of shit. <laughs> Adam, get the In phone. In every way. <laughs> I'm not getting the Adam, phone. Adam, you answer can, the phone. I the don't want to answer ringing. the phone. Adam, the phone is ringing. I'm Would not you answering the phone. Answer the phone. No. Uh, can I, I answer it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Valerie, go ahead. Wait, answer no. the phone. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Valerie, it's me, Mike. Boom, boom, boom. Mike, it's you. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Valerie. Well, you tell Adam that I said he is fucking right. What he just said, he's so right. Yeah. And whole man, why is she pushing with the nougat thing? I don't get it. Nougat, nougat, nougat. I don't get it. She's a bitch. Michael. <laughs> no. Bad Mike. Bad. Man, I gotta go. I gotta go, man. I'm busy. Like you, I'm busy. Okay, go. <laughs> go work on that sweet ride, Mike. Yeah. Oh, it's coming along. It's coming along. Tune it up. Adam, can I borrow your funny Mike, guy? no! <laughs> hey, man, let me ask you something. Do you have any beer cozies you're not using? I don't have any beer cozies at all, Mike. No, I want to you. You gave away all your beer cozies? I've man, never owned a beer cozy. You are the most generous guy I've ever known, man. Oh. You gave your beer cozies probably to, like, some kid's organization or something, man. You are so cool. I got your back, man. I got your back. I don't want you on my back. And if should I have had beer cozies at any time, I would not have donated them to a kid's organization. <laughs> that seems like the wrong thing to do. Why not, man? A lot of kids around the world are too poor to have beer cozies. Yeah, but they're also too kids to have beer. <laughs> yeah, but they got to have something to look forward to. <laughs> Goodbye, you Mike. Hope, man. You Mike. gotta give the kids hope. <laughs> the way you give them hope is you give them a beer cozy when they're a kid. And you say to them, you look them right in the eye, man. You kneel down and you look them right in the eye and go, someday you're gonna put a can in this. <laughs> Mike, Mike. Mike. Yeah. I just don't like you. <laughs> I don't think I know what you mean, man. I don't think I know what you mean. I mean, like you? We're moving on, Mike. All right. I'll see you later, man. I'll see no, you, you after won't. the game. No, you uh, won't. Yeah. Uh, Valerie, I'll, I'll see you. I'm going to pick Just you up. Just hang up, Mike. <laughs> Valerie, I'm going to pick you up on my ride when I get it finished, man. Sweet. I'll be outside. Yeah. All I'll right. be on Miranda. You'll be waiting a best. long time. She's the best. It's good to see you get a little something on the side, Adam. What the? F <laughs> <laughs> Just go, Mike. Just go. 
All right. Uh, Paula, do you have anything anything else All to right, ask? All right, then I'll talk to you later. Bye, Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah, Valerie. Um, <laughs> what's the hardest candy to make? Ooh. The hardest, you know, here's a weird one. Nougat is kind of hard to make. <laughs> <laughs> you have to whip it up to the right texture, and yeah, it's very time sensitive. Yeah, and getting getting the precise texture that you want on it, yeah. is hard. The Butterfinger people couldn't even do it anymore, ever, because it wasn't. <laughs> but no, I mean, like I, sometimes when I've had uh, quality nougat, like, like they somehow get those nuts suspended in there. Yes, and that's got to be hard. It's it's hard to get. Equal dispersion of ingredients and and to maintain like the perfect texture. Okay, it is. So wait, so wait. A equal dispersion of ingredients. What do you so mean like, by that? So that they're all sort of evenly. So that when you see a cross section of nougat, yeah. So you have it sort of even that all of the ingredients, like the nuts and the fruits and things, yeah. aren't sort of clustering in one part of it. Oh. And be, I know. Don't yeah, you hate that's that? That's awful. The worst. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you were making a lasagna and all your sausage is in one corner of it. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus. Horrible. Yeah. All right. Now, if a listener, yes. say there was a listener, and they wanted to uh, make a candy for the first time, mm-hmm. what's, what's a good candy for them to start with? A good candy for them to start with? I think marshmallows are pretty easy to make. Um, and caramel is actually easy to make. If I'm doing a beginning... Sort of candy class. Uh-huh. Oh, you for, teach classes? Sometimes. Not well, you said if I'm that doing That was so it. mysterious the way <laughs> you yeah. said it. Is that how you are with your like, students? Like they go, well, when is class? And you go, I'm uh, not telling you. Know. you. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> so we'll it's see. really kind of catch as catch can. You Pretty might much. be in teaching and you might not. Maybe not. I love that. Right. A great college yeah. uh, b- model. But, All right. So when you're teaching, you teach caramel? Caramel Caramel is, is, is an easy confection to start with. Um, mm-hmm. The A basic truffle. Yeah. Is a really easy thing to start with too. So that all you surprises need, me. Yeah, but all you need is solid chocolate. Solid so see, chocolate. you get some good quality chocolate. Yeah. You heat cream to oh. boil. Turn off the heat, pour it over, and you stir it together. And you've essentially got a truffle filling. Wow. And then you can roll that in cocoa powder or something like that, and you've got a you got a truffle. Bonnie, Bonnie could do that. She just wouldn't go through those steps. No, no. she would. She would want to reinterpret that. No, she, yeah. she just she would put the chocolate but and the cream cr- in a bucket. Yeah, right. And put exactly. that bucket in the sun. Yeah, and and then bring it to yeah. me. Yeah. Say, here's your truffles. Yeah. Bonnie Bonnie's doesn't want truffles. all the limitations, though. Bonnie is a free spirit. She Bonnie should be cooking Bonnie. savory stuff. Yeah. She should not be following directions. But Bonnie's got a lot going on. Oh, She's yeah. got a lot oh, yeah. to express. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant like a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think both things are true. <laughs> a lot, lot, lot going on. Lot to express. <laughs> lot of up. Bonnie, what does your T-shirt say? It says, "I'm just here, so I won't get fired." It's, what is that? It's a reference to a football player. Yeah. So I won't get fined. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Fined. Twenty-four. Marshawn Lynch. That's a yeah. Bonnie's. He wore that shirt once, and Bonnie thought it was a, a great show of um of defiance. Right. No. It's too long to explain. Bonnie says, <laughs> which is always what you should look for in a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bonnie's recently taken an interest in watching men bang their brains out. Yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. Bonnie, answer the phone. No. <laughs> no, that would that would that would create a black hole from which none of us would ever emerge. 
I will not have Bonnie talking to Mike. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, Valerie, thanks for sweetening our day. And Paula, given the vast amount of knowledge you've just absorbed, um, what do you have to tell us about making confections at home? House band Dave Lewis, could you give me a little background music? You have won a Valerie's Chocolates, and it ruins every candy on our table. She basically told us that we put shit into our kids' Halloween bags, Christmas stockings, and candy bowls. She made us feel towards our candy the way Lassie, the heroic TV dog, made us feel about our family dog who doesn't come when he's called and sticks his nose in everybody's crotch. The key to good baking is fat, she said. Like we couldn't have guessed that. Nougat is an aerated egg-based confection. I think she said that the original Butterfinger had a different kind of nougat. But she said it really quietly, and you may not have heard it. Petty fours are little cakes with layers of fondant. Adam, answer the phone. Uh, hello? hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, hey this, is, uh, this is Mike Boom Boom Butterfinger. Tom Hanks, this is Mike Boom Boom Butterfinger. Tom Hanks, why do you need little cakes, man? Be a man. Eat a big cake. Eat a big fucking cake, Tom Hanks. Wow, that was uh, was well summed up there, Paula and Mike. <laughs> Valerie Gordon is the owner of Valerie Confections. You can find her at ValerieConfections.com. You can buy her book over there, Sweet. When we come back, we hear from you. We've got show descriptions. Plus, we'll tell you about an amazing video version of Not My Butterfinger produced by Inclusion Center in Brattleboro, Vermont. That's coming up right after this. Adam, you didn't hang up the phone yet. The cat of the week is Coco Puff from Estero, Florida. Skip the meat and eat some greens. Put down your screens. I'd like to bring back the telephone booth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Stop worrying about how much peanut butter at the top. We've got a gold-plated nutter. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Some things need to change. Some wow, that's a clip from your hip hip hop number, Paula. Not my Butterfinger, and I wanna I wanted to direct listeners. This is kind of amazing to uh, check out a great video to this song. It was produced by the Inclusion Center in Brattleboro, Vermont. It's a free drop-in center for uh, people with uh, disabilities, medical concerns, and interested community members. And they made a Not My Butterfingers video that you can see at inclusioncenter.webs.com. It is fantastic. It is, it is. Of, of all the fan-generated content, that that is, uh, it's mightily impressive. So thanks again to uh, our, our friends at the Inclusion Center for your great work. During the break... We sell blower! <laughs> we sell blower! It is I, French Trump. Oh, look, everybody, am, it's French Trump. I am Trump. looking for you, whistleblower. It is I, French Trump. I didn't do it. It is okay to do it, and I will do it again. He did it. French Trump, welcome. Uh, this is our, our indistinguishable physically from Mrs. Culpepper, uh, uh, hand puppet. We may have some similar DNA. Yes. Uh, but it is I, French Trump. Now, what were you saying when you first arrived? It sounded like we sell blowers. Pardon me. I have. 
have to switch the Russian oligarch money from the washer to the dryer. I will be right back. <laughs> so you, French Trump, you were literally laundering money. I am. I am laundering the Russian oligarch Money. Okay, well, French Trump, you, that's we not how you... We sell blowers. We sell blowers? I am looking for you. Oh, a whistleblower. We, we sell blower. <laughs> I'm looking for you, whistleblower. Was it you, Adam Felber? Are you the whistleblower? <laughs> I, I, I want to say two things, uh, Mr. French Trump. We oui. Number one, no. Uh, and you are two, not a whistleblower? No, and it would be illegal for me to admit it. You, you can't. You're not allowed to ask me that. And number two. Um, I did ask you. I know you did. I have, I have executive privilege. That's not ask. what executive privilege is. It is. No, I am the executive and I am privileged. That's true. I can ask I, you whatever I want. I am almost certain. I hate Pierre Delecto. You hate Pierre Delecto? Pierre Delecto. I oh, love you mean him. Mitt Romney's alter ego? We. Uh, oui. Isn't that weird? It, Mitt Romney, it turns out, has a uh, has a French a French alter ego, alter ego. which Imagine we uh, pioneered that. first on this show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pierre Delecto copies me. Yeah, yeah. We can do it ditto. first. He is a ditto of me. A ditto. A ditto. Oh. I did not do it. I did do it. It's okay to do it. I will do it again. Look what he did. It is our French Trump. <laughs> French Trump. You've been I certain... killed Baghdadi with my bare hands. No, you didn't. And I killed Bag Mommy as well. That was not her name. Oh my God, was, French Trump. It was her name, Baghdadi and Bag Mommy. No, Bag Baghdadi's name was because he came. It was Al Baghdadi because he came from the city no, of Baghdad. No, from a band from the sixties. The, the Baghdadis and, and the, the Bag Mommies, of course. <laughs> From yeah. uh, Bag Mommy Cass. She was saying the Bag songs Mommy about Cass. California, yeah. who I will not help. I will not California. help California. What? I am French Trump, and I will not help California. Well, why? Why wouldn't you help us? You're, we're, you're the president of the United States. It California. does not matter. They are very too far to the left. Too far to the left. They are too far to the left. They're still your constituents. Uh, not my constituents. We should blow Now, the other point I want to make is I'm, I'm almost looking certain. for you, whistleblower. I can't think of a single place in France where they would say whistleblower with that accent. We shall blow Well, you keep looking, Adam, French truck. Adam. Will you do me a favor, Zoe? <laughs> You're looking very sly at the moment. Will you do me a favor? I would have to know Adam, what the favor is. Will you investigate Joe Bidan? Joe Bidan? <laughs> no, and I won't. His son, Hunter Bidan. Hunter? Hunter Bidan. <laughs> Could you investigate them? No. You're very negative. <laughs> That's simple. Minus, 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 whistleblower. <laughs> well, you know, I think I saw the whistleblower out on Miranda for Street. You. Is it Dame Maggie Smith? <laughs> it could Are be. Are you accusing Dame Maggie Smith of being the whistleblower? I'm saying you should go and ask her. Uh, I'm not going up there right now. <laughs> not a. Not it is my puppet. executive privilege to, to stay Paula? here. Because we're so, yeah. 
Adam? Yes. Hi. Are you ready to move on to I'm our ready. next segment? But before we do, I'm going to digress because something happened. Where, where could you be? The French truck. I'm going to need to speak to Paula. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah. during the break, yeah, during the uh, break, we were we were discussing uh, some of our listener mail, yeah, and apparently we, we we received some kind of complaint, yeah, um, and we were talking about it. And complaints happen from time to time, and we often address them on the show. And then Bonnie Burns, Captain Crinkle, was talking about it and saying that she um, tries to answer all the complaints. And wait, wait, don't tell me She's does as well. She's using a wait, wait, don't tell me model. Of answering, answering all of compl- responding to all the complaints, and, and then which she, I think she, is great. And then she told the group that like. They wait, wait, literally looks into every complaint. And then she said, like, off the top of her head, for instance, if some listener complained that they caught Adam Felber masturbating in a Kentucky airport bathroom, uh-huh. they would take it seriously and look into it. Yeah. Whereas, that just, like, where, rolled off her tongue. Yeah. I think it's a perfectly good example. It's not a perfectly good. It's, you know what it is? It's a perfectly weird example. I don't feel comfortable sitting next to Bonnie right now. Yeah. Because, like, the first because thing that Because you feel pop- more comfortable in the bathroom in Kentucky. No! It's a calumny. A damnable calumny. Yeah. No, it was a weird example. It was a uh, little bit yeah, weird, right? It was. It was a, a weird example. And then Let I asked you, when were you in Kentucky? I was... You know, I did a wait, wait in Louisville. <laughs> so I heard. No, you didn't. All right, let's move on. Okay, now we've been asking people to send in descriptions of the show because, uh, Paula, as we've established, you... I am not good at describing the show. Like when I'm interviewed sometimes for a magazine or, 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 or newspaper or radio, I just... Or when I'm on stage, I tell people about the podcast when I'm on stage well, all the time, but I don't think I get even one person to go click on the podcast when I describe it. Well, here, just do a test. Describe the show to me. Here's how I say it. what is Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone about? Go ahead. This is after people have listened to me on stage for like two hours. Okay, we got the setup. I go, oh, by the way, I have a podcast. So you know already they're not like longing to hear my voice again. They've been listening for two two hours. So I say, I have a podcast. And then I go, "Um, it's me and my partner, Adam Felber. And uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's funny. Uh, it's a comedy <laughs> podcast. Um, we do have, you know, there's information. Um, sometimes, like we had a plumber. Yeah. Why do you once. have a mental block with this? You, you, you I, can't I just describe not what good. we do. No, well, how would you describe it? I'm not really good at it either. <laughs> this is why we're getting help That's from our listeners. That's why you're in there thinking in the Kentucky airport. Thinking is what I was doing. Yeah. Um, so here's a suggestion for log lines for our show. Um, here's one. An hour of tangential comedy and maybe help with a crossword clue or two. Brandon Barak. Crossword clue? Yeah. Huh. yeah. That's good. I That's like good. That. Yeah. That's excellent. Uh, here, two listeners sent in haikus. Uh, here's Joshua Garretts. Paul is a genius. Bonnie Crinkles. Adam's there. Nobody listens. Interesting. That's, that's, that's a good idea. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, not, Boy, not, that woke up the clack. I'm not sure it's a classic one, but okay. Yeah, they're, they're so stoned right now. Uh, and here's one by Rebecca Throop. Uh, yeah, go ahead. A nobody, I, laughing till I pee, can't listen and drive. Interesting. You know, I'm not familiar with that all five syllable haiku format, but I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's, valid, it's valid and it sure sounds nice. No, I'll tell you what. As soon as these go on the podcast, yeah, our 
our ratings in, uh, in the amount of listeners we have in Japan are going to soar. Absolutely. The we way should they check have in Moldova. How are we doing in Japan? Andrew Shore sent in a description that's a bit long to be called short, but I'll share it here. A quasi-legal marketing scheme that gives away postage-due hotel soap <laughs> in a thinly-veiled ruse of never-ending contests to acquire user-generated content on the cheap in order to shill suitcases, impossibly soft T-shirts, and cat litter. You know, Ouch, Andrew. I can say, Andrew, you nailed it. You really... <laughs> you know, the others kind of nibbled around the edges, but you really seem to have gotten the essence of the Absolutely, entire thing. Yeah. Boy, there is no pulling the blanket over Andrew's head. Yeah. Uh, on to uh, our scam. Pete... By the way, keep sending in those theme songs, Andrew. I, I don't know how uh, Peter uh, pronounces his last name. I believe it's Huda. Uh, Peter... Uh, it's Seggers. S-E-G-H-E-R-S, which Say- I would Sagers. I would pronounce that Huda. Uh, uh, Peter Huda wrote, uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone is where the eternal forces of chaos and order clash, personified by Paula Poundstone and Adam Felber, respectively. Boy, I love that. That, that is, That's that fantastic. he could be writing for Star Trek. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> But we have to learn how to pronounce your name. So please uh, send us a, send us another email, Peter, because we, I'm sure we butchered that. Now, Paula, you're going to be out on the road in the coming weeks, I hear, and probably you uh, could use one of those descriptions at a gig. Uh, which gig are you going to... You know, I, I hate, hate promoting myself. It's the one part of my job I really dislike. Well, I hear you, Paula Poundstone, and with in solidarity with you, let's move on. I'll okay, be in we- Annapolis, Maryland on December 6th at Ram's Head on stage... They've added a second show, by the way, because it's a very small club. So that's uh, that's two shows. That'll be twenty seats, and I'll be I'm gonna have a clack there. And I'll be in San Francisco on New Year's Eve at the Sydney Goldstein Theater, that was formerly the Norse. Send your show descriptions to nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. You could win a bar of hotel soap autographed by Paula Poundstone. That's and- so important that you mention fresh hotel soap. Do not. You gotta use adjectives here. You can win a bar of fresh hotel soap. Yes, as opposed to those other podcasts that take a shower and then send you the residue. <laughs> now, if you have a theme song entry for us or a vocabulary song, you may email us at the same address. That's nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. We'll be back after this. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and nine weeks until the earth begins to become uninhabitable. Have you been to MaxFunStore.com lately? Because we've just launched a ton of new merch for a bunch of your favorite shows. You want a patch? We've got it. Tote, mug, stickers? We got those too. Heck, we've even got a onesie for your favorite baby. <laughs> now is the time to start holiday shopping for the MaxFun fans in your life, including yourself. That's MaxFunStore.com. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Second big news. Mm -hmm. The reviews are in. Mm Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. 
On this day in unremarkable history, Albert Einstein said, Oof, why does my toast always land on the floor, butter side down, when it falls off my plate? I hate that. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Hey, Paula, uh, any uh, message this week for the fans who I are still listening? I have a message. Yes? Oh, my <laughs> God. three fans yeah. still listening yeah. this week? This is, uh, you know what? This People can use it to go to work and go back from work. This is a long episode. Adam, once <laughs> again, I have exceptionally good news. You and I love doing this podcast. And we Tony, do. Tony seems to have made her peace with it. But, of course, <laughs> the only way we can continue making the podcast is if we attract more listeners. The best way to do that is through word of mouth from our deeply satisfied fans. The problem is that for many listeners, telling their friends and loved ones that they are nobody listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast (laughs) listeners, can be an awkward conversation. So for a while now, I have been writing a simple sample dialogue each week to pave that road for our listeners. You have, on occasion, been skeptical. Here's where I have. I, here's where I'm getting to the good news. This week on social media, one of our listeners, Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury, reached out to ask me how she might share with her friends and family over the holidays that she listens to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. Okay. Which means that our listeners are taking our request to spread the word seriously. Thank you, Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury. I recommend broaching the difficult subject. Over a holiday dinner, which, let's face it, is already crowded with awkward moments. This is true. Try this. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's parents' neighbor. This may be the best stuffing and gravy I've ever had. Thank you so much for having me, Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's parents. What a wonderful family you have. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's father. Well, thank you. Here, have some more stuffing. When is your baby due? Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's parents' neighbor. Actually, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think I'm full. <laughs> Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's father. Oh, w- well, I'll just... Ah. Uh. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's teenage niece. I'm pregnant. <laughs> Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's <laughs> sister slash niece's mother. What? Nanette Burberry Tewksbury's teenage niece. I'm pregnant. I've wanted to tell you for a while, but I just didn't know how. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's grandpa. Well, thank goodness. We thought you might have been one of those lesbians or something. <laughs> Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's mother. It's lesbian. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's grandpa. What? Nanette Burberry Tewksbury's mother. It's lesbian, Dad. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's grandpa. I am not. (laughs) 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 Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's grandmother. I tell you what, little granddaughter, we used to hear your uncle slipping in and out of your Aunt Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's bedroom when she was your age and... By God, we saw to it that he married her. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's sister. That was my bedroom. I didn't want him because of his erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's husband. These sweet potatoes sure are fine. (laughs) Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's brother. I'm a Trump supporter. (laughs) 
Whole group. Jesus! <laughs> Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury. I have something to say. It's something I haven't been sure how to say, but this seems like the right moment. I listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. It's informative, but mostly it's funny. It cleans my spirit with healing laughter. No one there is perfect. Adam is often just plain wrong. <laughs> and Paula made a joke about Charlize Theron's teeth once for no apparent reason. But it's the imperfections that make it like putting on an old pair of jeans after a long day of office work. I listened to two episodes before I came here today, and I still feel good. Group. Wow. wow. Nanette Burbaker Tewksbury's brother. That's fantastic. I'm going to listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast. And I'm switching to Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Well, that was awe-inspiring, and I would say, uh, Nanette, if that does happen over the holidays, you should say that. And if that doesn't happen verbatim, then, I don't know, uh, we have no advice for you. I know, I think I've captured Nanette's Well, yeah, family. but but if, if if that's not her home life, you know... Well, surely it's someone's. How, yes. how many holidays have had that conversation? No, you're right, you're that's, right. that's just regular... Uh, you know what, I'm in awe. That's a great piece of dialogue. I'm sure that is going to get us... Anywhere between zero and one listeners. Well, you know, it's, it's one, one at listener at a time, time yeah, Adam. Absolutely, Paula. Adam, All right, get no, the phone. Answer the phone. I don't Adam. want to get the phone. I want to end the show. All right. Hello. Hey, Adam, it's me, Mike Boom Boom Boniface. You are totally right, man. That's not going to get listeners. That's bullshit. That's some bullshit. Man. No, Michael, I actually like that one. Yeah, you did? I did. I liked it too, Adam. <laughs> I liked it too. Okay. I love you, man. I love you. I'll see you over the weekend after the game. No, we won't, Mike. Yeah, I'll see you then. No. Uh, hopefully I gotta go. I gotta oh. go, Adam. See you then. You can go. Not gonna see you. Okay, nobody's. Remember, our email address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirt with the self-portrait on the left breast and the memorable quote on the back at paulapoundstone.com. Tri-poly's the best. That's our show. <laughs> Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Dave Lewis. Yeah. Thanks to our guest, Valerie Gordon of Valerie Confections. Security muscles provided by Tyler, the Studio City Behemoth Burke. <laughs> Transcription <laughs> services for this show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Hello? We shall blow <laughs> I'm looking for you. We shall blow Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.